0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to break one of my personal rules. I'm going to share with you a little bit of my medical history. It's basically this. I've had COVID, and I've lived to tell about it. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to Today's Rebellion. Okay, I'm going to spend at least one more show on, you guessed it, COVID, vaccines, and all things therein. And I'm going to do so by breaking one of my personal rules. I'm going to share with you a little bit of my personal medical history. You know that I've said on previous shows that I'm actually kind of tired of people assuming that they have the right to ask you what that history is. There was a day, not that long ago, when it was considered bad manners to ask someone else what their medical history was and what the given treatments were that they had uh, decided to avail themselves of. Or even ask them what kind of sicknesses or diseases or ailments that they may have had in their past Now we may have chosen to share some of that information with family and friends, but it would have been considered, well, let's just say odd at best to have relative strangers presume to have the right to ask those types of questions of you and to kind of force you into disclosing what you have or have not done. And it would have been unfathomable for us to even um, consider that a private business, such as Walmart or your other grocery store or your hardware store or anybody else for that matter, would require you to disclose your medical history in order to go in their store or to sit down in their restaurant or to carry out your daily business in the public square. But the rules have changed. So today I'm going to go along with the rules a little bit and I'm going to share, oh, just a snippet of my personal medical history with regard to COVID. I'm going to do that because I want you to consider it in the context of a story that's come out recently from the Brownstone Institute, a story that's authored by Jeffrey A. Tucker on August 29th, 2021. And it's headlined as, The World Health Organization Oversold the Vaccine and... Deprecated natural immunity. One more time. Brownstone Institute, the World Health Organization, oversold the vaccine and deprecated natural immunity. Jeffrey A. Tucker, August 29, 2021. I'll share that story with you, and then I'm going to summarize a response that I've received from a medical doctor on Facebook with regard to some of my COVID vaccine postings. And like I said, I'm going to do so in the context of sharing with you a little bit of my personal story with regard to COVID-19 and living to tell about it. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, I want to deal with this story from uh, the Brownstone Institute The World Health Organization oversold the vaccine and deprecated natural immunity. I want to deal with that, but let me tell you my little story first. It won't take that long. That was about two or three months ago. I was really off my game. If I went out to feed the horses, I could hardly make it back to the house. I was so exhausted. I tried to go about my daily business, but man, was I beat. I didn't have any respiratory problems, but I was incredibly fatigued. And I also had a bit of brain fog, for lack of a better description. And I slept for several days straight. And then I recovered. I drowned myself in NyQuil for all of those days. That's my home remedy. I think NyQuil is a miracle drug, so I consumed copious amounts of NyQuil. I'm sure I was in great violation of the amounts I was supposed to limit myself to on a daily basis. Well, my wife said after I recovered that uh, she was just sure I had COVID. I never got tested, never went to the hospital. I just fought my way through it. Didn't feel good, but I fought my way through it and then moved on with life. You know, like we used to do when something would just knock us off our game. Um, especially something that, you know, only had about uh, 1% or less chance of being really serious, which is the case with COVID-19. I want to remind you that nearly 99% of the people that do contract it are fine thereafter. They're sick. They recover. They move on with life. And guess what? Because they were sick, because they recovered, They have what's called natural immunity. Well, that was what I thought maybe I had, but I didn't know for sure. Well, over the weekend, just this last weekend, I was in Florida speaking. And about 12 hours after I returned home, after being there for about two and a half days, I received a very courteous text message from my host, informing me that he was very sorry, very apologetic, but that he had just come down with COVID, and he wanted me to be aware of it, and he was apologizing for exposing me. Well, I immediately responded and told him, I'm so sorry that you're not feeling well, but I'm sure you're not the first one who's exposed me to COVID-19. And then I just summarized by saying, I'll pray that you recover quickly, and um My attitude on these things is, hey, it is what it is. It's just something we have to deal with and we move on with life. Well, as a result of that whole scenario and that communication between my host and me, I decided, well, I'm curious. I wonder if I did have COVID three, four months ago. So I called my doctor and I asked him to schedule a time for me to go in and get tested for antibodies. And I did. And the results just came back. And lo and behold, I had it. I must have had it in spades. Because my doctor tells me that the normal count would be 0 to 50 if you did not have COVID, if you had not had it in the past. Your normal count would be 0 to 50. Well, my count is well, drumroll please, 2,450. So I'm a walking vaccine. I'm Teflon. I'm a tank in the war on COVID-19. My antibodies, my T-cells are 2,450, whereas the normal would be zero to 50 had I not contracted COVID before. So what's my point? I have natural immunity. Now, my doctor was very quick to tell me that he didn't know if that was valid, I guess is the right word. That's not what he said. He made it clear that with regard to the variants, like the Delta variant and whatnot, we just don't know if the immunity uh, will do its work, do its job, when these various different variants come along. And it was interesting what my doctor then said. He made it clear that the reason we don't know is there isn't any research out there to tell us that. And in his view, the reason we don't have the research is because there's no money in it. Isn't that interesting? But my point is this. I did have COVID. It knocked me off my feet for several days. I didn't worry about it that much. I drowned myself in NyQuil, and some of you who are medical professionals are saying this is a terrible thing for you to be saying. You're giving people bad advice. I am not giving anybody advice. I'm not telling you to go treat COVID with NyQuil. I'm just telling you what I did. I didn't feel well. I didn't know I had COVID. But what I did is I got some rest. I continued to take all of my vitamins And I took NyQuil because there was no reason for me to do anything different at that point because I didn't have symptoms that would have led me to be more aggressive. And several days later, I got back on my feet and went went about life. Well, I do have natural immunity. Again, (laughs) I don't know what it means for sure, but my doctor seemed to be a bit incredulous. He said, quote, you're a walking vaccine. Your count is 2,450, whereas the normal range would be 0 to 50. So I'm grateful for that. Actually, it kind of gives me a spring in my step. So within the context of that story, I want to review this article from the Brownstone Institute. And I don't have time to go through the whole thing because I want to share with you a little bit of a give and take that I had with a medical doctor with regard to sharing these types of stories. The Brownstone Institute article came out on August 29th, and it basically scolded the World Health Organization for doing what? Lying to us. Lying to us by deprecating natural immunity. And I'm going to read some pertinent portions of this article to you. It says this, An odd silence about the immune system started to prevail in early 2020 it says whereas in the past vaccines and natural exposure were regarded as partners in disease mitigation this time they were set up in competition shouting down anyone who dared break the silence about natural forces in other words what they're saying is in the past all the 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 entire medical profession by and large recognized that natural immunity and vaccines were kind of a Uh, part of the same team, players on the same team in terms of disease mitigation. And now, all of of a sudden, the establishment, Big Pharma, the government, Dr. Fauci, and the World Health Organization, the CDC, started talking about these things as if it was one or the other, as if they were in competition with one another. This article goes on to say that's very curious. It calls it propaganda propaganda that was pushed for 18 months, and now it's completely unraveling. The largest study yet comparing COVID vaccines to natural infection has produced results that would have surprised no one 50 years ago, says the article. No one would have been surprised to learn that natural immunity is more effective than man's efforts to create some sort of different immunity through vaccines. Not that vaccines are bad, not that they haven't worked and been a huge blessing to humanity. No, they're not making that argument, but to disparage and deprecate natural immunity as if it's somehow inferior is ignorant. It is ignorant of biology 101, so they say. And they cite the work, of noted medical doctors, J. Bhattacharya, Sunatra Gupta, and Martin Koldorf. You've probably heard those names because these are gentlemen, very wise, educated gentlemen, who have been saying from the beginning of this whole pandemic, we need to slow down, we need to stop the panic, we're politicizing medicine And doing that is going to result in more harm than good. They go on and say this. Experience with COVID-19 is a textbook case of how the immune system scales naturally to take on the newest pathogens that have always and will always vex the world. Hard stop right there have always vexed the world. Since the dawn of time, we've lived with viruses. That's the way it is, folks. It's as if we woke up just yesterday and thought, oh my land, there are viruses out there. What are we going to do? Oh, we're all going to die because there's a virus out there. In anybody who said, slow down, 99% of you that actually contract this disease will recover fully. Oh, but hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. True. True. Nobody is belittling that. But 99% of you that contract this thing will be exactly like me. You'll be just fine. And in fact, when it's done and over with, and you're back on your feet, you have a blessing that's given to you by God. The way he designed your body is that it now has a defense system within it called natural immunity this article goes on to describe how that natural immunity is so much more effective than immunity derived from a vaccine after three months this is a graph that they actually cite from an israeli study Three months after getting the vaccine, the likelihood of infection among double vaccinated Pfizer vaccines versus previously infected is 13.06 times higher. The likelihood of symptomatic infection among double vaccinated versus previously infected. Do you understand what they're saying here? Vaccinated versus previously infected those that have been vaccinated versus those that have been infected, such as me and such as several of you listening. So the likelihood of symptomatic infection among double vaccinated people with Pfizer versus previously infected people like me, what's the likelihood of symptomatic infection? 27 times greater for those that have been vaccinated versus those that have been previously infected. Why haven't you been hearing about this? Why don't they talk about this on the nightly news incessantly to calm you down and to make you feel better about the situation at hand? Why are they stoking the fear all the time? Why are they demanding that everybody be safe and that you sacrifice your every freedom as a human being? Why are they doing that when natural immunity derived from being previously infected will make you 27.02 times less likely to contract symptomatic infection? Why aren't they telling you this? And that is essentially the question of this article. Now, here's an interesting thing. I did not know this. They talk about how the World Health Organization has actually changed. They've gone in with the stroke of a key and changed the definition of herd immunity on the World Health Organization website. And they actually have saved this data and they share it with us right here. The website from June 9th, 2020, keep in mind these dates, says this. What is herd immunity? Herd immunity is the indirect protection from an infectious disease that happens when a population is immune either through vaccination or immunity developed through previous infection. Well, that's accurate. That's accurate. But if you move forward, a screenshot from November 13th, 2020, reads as follows. What is herd immunity? Herd immunity, also known as population immunity, is a concept used for vaccination in which a population can be protected from a certain virus if a threshold of vaccination is reached. Huh. They don't say anything about natural immunity there, do they? It's all doubling down on vaccination. Why? Why? Did the science change? Did thousands of years of objective reality in terms of how viruses interact with the human body change? Well, now if you fast forward to January 4th, 2021, they changed it again. Here's what it says on January 4th, 2021. Herd immunity, also known as population immunity, is the indirect protection from an infectious disease that happens when a population is immune either through vaccination or immunity developed through previous infection. They put it back in. Isn't that interesting? And they never told you that they were moving the target back and forth. They never told you that the narrative was being manipulated, not by science, but by politics, by politicians by Dr. Fauci and by those who were seeking to control political and economic events around the world. That's what was going on. That's what was going on. Now I've posted some of this stuff on my Facebook, and uh, not in a direct response to this article, but to articles like this. I, I like this. I received a response from a medical doctor, a good man, and I'm not belittling him. I just disagree with him. I'm not going to mention mention his name because I want to be fair. One of the arguments that I would make is that I've got the right to do what I want with my own body. And if I don't want to put a drug into my body, I shouldn't be forced to do so by the government. That's one of my objections to the vaccine, especially if I have natural immunity. Why would I want this thing? I don't need it. There's no evidence. There's no data out there to say that this vaccine is superior to my natural immunity. My normal count should be 0 to 50. My count is 2,450. Why do I want this thing in my body? I don't. No, thank you. And he says this. Your right to choose what to do with your own body could be the most hypocritical and wrongheaded opinion of all. Your freedom stops at the point where you, where you endanger someone else's life. You don't have the freedom to drive 100 miles an hour in a school zone. And it could be argued that a woman's right to choose an abortion is negated by the fact that she is taking another human life. You are now taking others' lives with your right to choose. Roll up your sleeve and make the most infinitesimal possible sacrifice for the benefit of your fellow brothers and sisters on this planet. And when I get the privilege of looking upon the face of my creator, I will have countless things to be ashamed of, but... Costing other people's lives due to my fear and cowardice from a little shot is not going to be one of them. Close quote. Well, I'm going to share with you what my response to this is. And I'm trying to be gracious. I'm trying not to be snarky. I really am. Because I'm not a medical doctor and I want to respect this man. And I understand that medical doctors disagree on this got a lot of medical doctors that are saying to this guy good good for you go get him. And I also know and you know that there are a lot of other MDs out there saying no, you're wrong. But I'm going to respond from a logical basis, not a medical basis. And here it is. I just don't agree. I don't gr- I don't agree. I can't agree with the moral equivalency that's being implied between not getting vaxxed and abortion. And frankly, I don't know how to say this nicely, but that's absurd. Viruses have existed since the dawn of time, and mankind has gone about his daily business since the dawn of time without digging a hole and hiding in it, hiding from a virus. Carrying on with life was not and is not Then or now, akin to murder, which is what this man just inferred by his analogy to abortion. Do you get it? My land, there is a lot that I do on a daily basis that could harm someone else. Riding a bike, driving a car, flying a plane, cooking a burger, driving a boat, mowing the lawn playing soccer, playing basketball, playing baseball, playing football, boxing, skydiving, rock climbing, parasailing, wrestling with my kids or grandkids. I mean, the list is endless. Life is not safe, and I'm not sure, I'm not I'm not sure it's supposed to be the only way it could be would be for us to confine ourselves in cubicles and never leave them. Life is good. Life isn't safe, but it's good. And that goodness is rooted in the assumption of freedom. Freedom. One more time, freedom. Freedom brings with it risks. We risk disease and we risk injury every morning when we wake up and get out of bed. But such risks are good. Getting on a bicycle your first time could have resulted in injury, and maybe it did. It wasn't safe, but it was good. Getting on that horse for the first time and getting bucked off wasn't safe, but it was good. Climbing that rock wall for the first time wasn't safe, but it was good. Engaging in a good robust, violent game of rugby or football or soccer is not safe, but it's good. The great lion Aslan, you've heard me say this, isn't safe, but he's good. The Christ figure of the Chronicles of Narnia. Jesus isn't safe, but he's good. Christianity isn't safe, but it's good. The Constitution isn't safe, but it's good. My point is this. There's a difference between safety and goodness, and we have reversed the order. We've put second things first rather than first things first. And C.S. Lewis told us that when you do that, you're not going to get either the first or the second. You're going to degrade, diminish, and besmirch what it means to be a human being. Like I said, we get up every morning and we take risks. We're not safe. But these risks are good because they also bring joy and accomplishment. Not just in spite of, but maybe because of, because of their lack of safety. In summary, if you want to be safe, be a goldfish. (sighs) Humans aren't made to be safe were made to be free. And for those of you who feel different, whether you're a medical doctor or not, you might wanna go back and watch the old 1970s movie, Born Free, the lion Elsa. They could have kept her safe, confined in a cage, but she never would have experienced the freedom of what it means to be a lion. So, I've had COVID, and I've lived to tell about it. And my story is this, relax, take care of yourself, and enjoy your freedom. Don't let anybody ever take it away from you. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.